Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. 20 minutes from now, our pal Jason Sobel from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio stops by giving us his bets for the St. Jude. We'll give you our bets for the St. Jude in the Power Hour final hour of the show, our baseball bets for tonight. And since Ken and I are off tomorrow, we're back on Friday. We'll give you our bets and analysis for the Texans and the Patriots and the Seahawks and the Vikings, both Thursday night, week one of the NFL preseason. But joining us right now, He's like the breakout star of You Better You Bet this summer. He's been killing it coming on the show, breaking down the Women's World Cup. Not just because he's giving out a lot of winning bets also, but the analysis has been great. Whether the bets win or not, you want to win the bets, but the analysis has been awesome. And uh, also the bets have been winning. How about Sweden knocking the United States women's national team out of the World Cup? Got a great message from Anthony over the weekend after uh, Megan Rapino and company. One of the worst penalty shootouts I've ever seen on both sides. Anthony writing, betting against your country can be valuable. And I appreciated that from our guy. Anthony DeBundo, who joins us now from the Action Network to talk the Premier League season, which somehow, some way, starts on Friday, like it ended like two weeks ago, and now it's starting again. But we absolutely love that. Anthony is on Twitter at Anthony DeBundo. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? I'm guessing you're like like Huel from Breaking Bad, like sleeping on a pile of money at this point. I'm not really sleeping with this Women's World Cup hours. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to get my rest in these next couple of days. Quarterfinals start uh, Thursday night. Got a primetime game, and uh, France is still in it. Sweden is still in it. Those are my two outrights. We're, we're hanging on by a thread with the Swedes, but the French are looking really good. Impressive win on uh, yesterday morning. So, yeah, riding France and Sweden all the way, and hopefully they can uh, cash some tickets for us. Anthony, well, I think we want to spend a lot of this interview on the Premier League. Obviously, we've had you on twice to talk about the Women's World Cup. You've given us a ton of stuff for that. Maybe in just like a minute here, because the Women's World Cup is still going on, and even though the United States was eliminated, there may be some valuable betting opportunities for people that are, are so inclined that want to stay up with you and, and watch some of the matches in the middle of the night. Anything interesting to you in the current? This could be a single match. This could be, I would like to bet more on France, who's obviously still alive, beat Morocco. Any any outrights, any match bets, anything here in a minute on the Women's World Cup, just because you've kind of been our expert on that event yeah i think spain uh you know even up like even path is playing better than anybody right now and they're probably the 
you know, should be the favorite. England is the favorite because they get the easiest quarterfinal matchup. But again, I've not been impressed by England. Uh, you know, sneaked by Nigeria in penalties, did not deserve to even win that match. Uh, my favorite bet is Spain money line against the Dutch. You can find even money out there uh, Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. So we actually get a good time slot for that one uh, for the East Coast and, you know, American viewers. Uh, the Dutch want to have a ton of the ball. Their best midfielders out suspended. And Spain is just a much better version of what the Dutch want to do with much better attackers. I think it's a bad matchup for the Dutch. Uh, and I think Spain uh, will get through with their depth too. As we get deeper in this tournament, Spain's depth uh, as good as anybody in the attacking group. Dutch a little bit underwhelming in the round of 16 as well. So I, I do like Spain, uh, and I took some money line. Uh, move to the Prem now. And good stuff from Anthony. He's been killing it in the Women's World Cup the entire tournament here for us on You Better You Bet, and also for our friends over at the Action Network. Um, Anthony, I'm guessing that you think Manchester City are going to win the Premier League. I feel like that's kind of like they're, they're, they're a minus price to win with, with 19 other teams. So I'm guessing you like Manchester City. So in lieu of asking you, hey, like who you been to win the Premier League, Give us something spicy that, that you've got here. I know like you do a ton of work on the stuff. You're really good with the stuff. Give us some spicy bets that you've got for the Premier League season coming up here starting in about 48 hours. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Brighton uh, plus 550 plus 650s are out there to make the top four. Uh, the Seagulls last season closed uh, as one of the most profitable teams in the entire league. They're incredibly well-run, analytically run. Uh, they've been kind of like the money ball, one of the money ball teams in this league for the last couple seasons. Uh, and they actually lost their manager last fall. Grand Potter left, and they got better under the new manager, Roberto De Zerbi. And it's crazy because the market had so much respect for this team that they closed as a favorite on a neutral field against Man United on April 22nd. And now, uh, you know, we fast forward a couple months. They did lose Alexis McAllister, but they have uh, replaced him with potentially Mo Kudis from Ajax, who uh, projects as a really, really good player. And they may keep their best midfielder, Caicedo. So if they're running it back and they have a ton of young talent coming in, a full year with this new manager, why are they priced so much worse than United if, you know, three months ago, the market thought they were as good, if not better, than Man United? So I really don't agree. And I think people are expecting regression because Brighton is not traditionally a big six team. They don't really belong in this conversation. But... They have really young talent. Evan Ferguson, uh, an Irish striker, 18 years old last year, played 10 matches uh, and, and put up elite striker numbers, numbers that are comparable to what Harry Kane did in his early time at Spurs. So that's the comp. And do I think he's going to be Harry Kane? No, not necessarily. But he's good enough. And if he develops, they get more minutes from him. Uh, I think Brighton is plenty live uh, to be another you know top four threat. And I don't really think there's a huge gap. After City... You get Arsenal, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Newcastle, and Brighton and Tottenham. I think the gap between two to seven is not going to be that big this year because I think Arsenal could potentially take a step back. Uh, Liverpool's has defensive flaws. United was overrated last year. They got better this year, but how much better? So I think there's a lot of parity in the middle between two to seven. And I think that betting on you know Newcastle and Brighton to kind of hang around and maybe outrun the regression that the market thinks is coming uh, is, is a good bet this year. So Brighton, the, I didn't realize they were the, first of all, I didn't realize Brighton was a team. I didn't realize the Seagulls was their nickname. I also didn't realize oh, yeah. apparently they were awesome last year. That was really good market analysis. Like look at the close. We always talk about closing NFL numbers on this show as like a good measurement of where teams are. Look at the climate, even with Manchester United, who's obviously rated to do better this season. So let, let's work the problem the other way then, Anthony. And you kind of did there a little bit. So two to seven small margins between the teams. So Brighton, okay, two to seven small margins. That means play the big prices that are two to seven to potentially get in. That means some is going to come out of like the big brand name teams and we could put manchester city 
to the side, I think, to have this conversation. So Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United, like, okay, then somebody's out of the top four. Then maybe somebody struggles a little bit. You kind of use some overrated adjectives there with a couple of the teams. But if you had to pick one of those brand name big teams that people are going to want to bet on to struggle, maybe finish out of the top four, maybe finish out of the Europa League, who would you go with? So I actually said two to seven. I should say two to eight because technically Brighton is priced as the eighth best team, uh, which is crazy to me. But anyway, uh, the two teams that I have my eye on are Chelsea, sorry, Nick, and Man United. Uh, because, look, Chelsea, uh, I'm a huge fan of the managerial appointment. Pochettino comes in. Uh, he replaces, you know, what essentially a team that didn't have a manager the second half of last season because Frank Lampard was running the show. And I expect them to be better uh, overall, but I still don't know if there's enough goals and enough shots in this team because they sold more than half of their expected goals uh, and more than half of their minutes from last season. And that is a good thing in theory because they were pretty shitty last year. They were an average team by most expected metrics, which is really bad for Chelsea. Finished 12th. But the the two big incoming players were supposed to be Chris Nkunku, who won the Golden Boot in Germany, who is a player that I near and dear to my heart and who I love. And I was kind of you know interested in buying in Chelsea and being intrigued. But now he's out until at least December with a torn MCL. So his injury is massive because it pretty much puts all of the attacking firepower on Nico Jackson, who is a decent player and had good numbers in in, uh, in Spain last year. But just him as the central striker, when you have, you know, you're betting on Mudrik, who's the young Ukrainian they bought last year for a lot of money, who I think will be good, but maybe not right away. I think he's going to need some more time. You know, they're making a lot of bets on players who uh, don't have a ton of track record. Raheem Sterling uh, had the worst year of his career last year, and he's another year older. So there are real reasons to say Chelsea may be better, and they certainly will be. But based on where the market's pricing them as like the fifth best team, I think Tottenham and and uh, Newcastle and Brighton clearly have uh, you know more attacking talent assembled at their at their disposal by a long shot. So I think Chelsea's going to be fighting uphill to score enough goals. And Man United, you better, you better yeah, so good. Good. Man United, I'll, I'll be brief here. Like Man United had uh, an overrated season last year in the sense that they finished well above their numbers, and they don't really have a striker yet. Now they signed this kid Holland from uh, from Atalanta, Atalanta, young kid, not Holland, but Holland, Hoyland, some say, uh, and he is a young prospect. But I'm still skeptical about him walking into the top four team and producing right away. So I have question marks about their striker, uh, and their defense was very overrated last year. Just sold Harry Maguire to West Ham, which, I don't know, maybe addition by subtraction. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a wonderful football Wednesday. Talking the upcoming Premier League season with our pal Anthony DeBundo from the Action Network on Twitter. At Anthony, or X, whatever. Um, at Anthony DeBundo. Anthony, we have a couple minutes left here. No, you're a Tottenham fan. Um, how how are you handling this Harry Kane situation with, like, Bayern Munich, like, desperately trying to buy Harry Kane to, like, front their attack i mean if you like tottenham that may center around like maybe they're gonna have like one of the best strikers in premier league history like he's the second choice to like lead the premier league in goals erling holland the favorite holland with 36 last year kane had 30 how are you handling the harry kane situation when it comes to like goal scoring markets and tottenham hotspur here we have about 60 to 90 seconds for the answer yeah, I don't bet a ton of uh, golden boot market net normally. As a fan, it's really hard because I, I, I do want to sell him. I think $100 million for Harry Kane when he has one year left and we're not really in a position to compete for the top four right now uh, is a pretty good bargain. And they and somebody that can you know refresh the squad and rebuild around a younger core. They have a good young core here, but Kane and Son are kind of the old guard and um, as good as they still are, uh, they're not going to be a part of the next top four 
traditional Spurs challenge. So I kind of want to turn it over, new manager. Uh, it's very hard to price Tottenham because with or without Kane, this season has a massive impact. I mean, he scored 30 goals last year. He's If he stays in England, he's going to break the all-time record. So uh, it's hard to price Tottenham. I think that they still have too many defensive flaws. The system that the new manager is playing requires good passing fullbacks. We don't have that. Requires good passing center backs. We don't have that. So I think there are some real defensive issues like you were just talking about before I came on. They should score plenty of goals, though, especially if Kane is still in the team. So it's going to be a more exciting watch, but I'm not sure how much better they are. I think they're pretty adequately priced uh, where they are. And, and that, you know, the, the Arsenal, United, Liverpool are all, their floors are so much higher that I think that it's hard to see Tottenham really breaking into that top four. Anthony, we only have about 20 seconds to go here. Could you give us, please, like one or two bets that you like for the opening weekend coming up for the Premier League season in about 20 seconds, if you'd be so kind? Yeah, so Bournemouth home dog against uh, West Ham. Pick them plus 105, plus 110. Uh, new manager coming in, love him. Don't love the summer West Ham's had, just market view. Uh, and I naturally like Brighton, minus one and a half at home against Luton. I think they roll, uh, and, and I have a huge edge on them because I am higher than the market on Brighton once again, third straight year. Let's run it back. Go goals. And Luton, it, Luton is a big favorite to be relegated. And uh, when you think of like Jake Luton, who played quarterback in the NFL, that should be yeah. no surprise. I don't what know if there's any correlation there. I think they're minus three hundred. Minus three hundred. Rootin' Tootin' Luton for the for the yeah. Jaguars a couple years ago. Uh, Anthony, awesome job, man! You've been amazing this summer breaking down soccer for us. We look forward to doing it more in the Premier League campaign on Twitter at Anthony Debundo. Stay well. Good luck with the bands. Uh, allez la bleu, viva la France, and we'll talk to you soon. Allez les bleus. Thanks, guys. I was gonna say I don't know if I said it correctly. Right. I don't think he did. As they as they say, Ales Les Blues, am I right? <laughs> uh, anybody? All right. All right. Coming up next, final hour, final hour, power hour. We started getting golf bets with our good friend, Jason Sobel. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.